House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. My Son, the Killer. It's the untold story of Luca Magnotta and Brian Whitney. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're doing Thank okay. You. I am. I don't. I don't care about Kevin. <laughs> now, hey, listen. Um, now, I I've seen the unedited, the raw video. I did an interview years ago when this happened with the cops and all that stuff. And I remember Luca Magnotta um, and that whole scene. Um, how? I mean, before we get into the story, how 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 were you able to talk to him? I, what what made him? decide to talk to you yeah it's it was kind of odd in the sense that um i basically was set up by my publisher which is wild blue um to work with anna like she had sent in a manuscript um that they thought needed some work and they thought it would also benefit the book to have somebody else write it from a different perspective as well than just anna's but i didn't think that um luca would want to talk to me like he'd never even done any interviews as far as I know um, he says he's never done any interviews and I haven't been able to find any so I, I certainly think that's true um, and then Anna says she talked to him and he said he'd be willing to uh, to talk to me so wow. we spoke on the phone a few times and wrote a bunch of letters and, and so people so that don't know Anna Yorkin I believe right that's his mother yes correct yeah I wrote the book with Luca's mother Anna Yorkin yeah it's quite a story. Now, for people that don't know, let's go through the story. So, like, who was Luca Magnata? And and just so people know, we're talking about Canada and I believe Montreal, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was is, but um, probably, you know, he's he's kind of right up there with like O.J. Simpson in Canada as far as as far as fame goes. Um, he was a guy that that. He had had a series of, of escalating incidents, and a lot of them were using um, the internet, where he was claiming that he was dating Carla Homoka, who's like a Canadian serial killer, and then he was um, a suspect in cat killing videos. Um, and then finally, he um, filmed himself um, killing and then doing all sorts of incredibly atrocious things. Um, to a to an individual, and then posted it on the internet, um, which caused quite an uproar, of course. And then he actually—it <laughs> sounds so bizarre, just kind of laying it out like this—and it is bizarre. But then he also actually mailed pieces of the victim's body to schools and political offices, and went on the run um, and was caught in Europe a few days after he left. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, so now. <laughs> Now, if I remember, he used to, uh, so he set up, like, he would set up hundreds of Facebook accounts and like himself. Yeah. And he claims, and that's, a, that's a funny thing, when you talk to him, I mean, I almost feel, it's, I shouldn't feel bad considering what Luca has done, obviously, but I almost feel bad because, you know, when one talks to him, he'll still, he completely denies that. Oh, he never did that. That's all been made up. But no, it's it's been established, basically. Yeah, he he would create, like, you know, 70 different, Facebook accounts put up a rumor about himself and like how he was an international playboy and then in his other 69 accounts he would he would comment 
you know, to try to build up the buzz of how, you know, how incredible and famous he was, so on and so, so forth. So he was a one-man show. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. No, pretty, pretty much. Um, and, you know, he would, he, would, he would Photoshop himself behind, like, you know, fancy cars, or he'd pay someone to Photoshop himself behind the wheel of a fancy car and so on and so forth. All very bizarre, just, just really trying to build himself up as some sort of famous model. In reality, he was kind of a, a low-rent um, yeah. male prostitute. Yeah, you know? Right. I, I have to wonder, but where did this come from? I mean, um, I mean, I think the world's changed, and we have all this Facebook and Twitter, and everybody's into promoting themselves on social media mm. and making themselves up. But he's kind of the start of it. And w what made him be so desperate for the intention, do you think? I mean, I don't, it's hard to tell with him, like, when somebody does something that's just a series of things that are just so bizarre. I mean, it's really, it's really difficult to actually be like, oh, this is why he did that, because none of it really makes a whole lot of sense. But he was um, bullied a lot when he was young. He was abused by his father and his stepfather. Um, he never really fit in. And he also, even though he denies this, he says he's not mentally at all. He is ill at all. He has a history of mental illness. Um, he's been hospitalized for it. He was even on Canadian's version of welfare for it at one point. And I think he just um, is a person that was just very, very desperate to appear to be somebody that he wasn't, um, to appear to be somebody that was stronger and more impressive and better looking, and, you know, all those different things. Um, as opposed to this very sad, lonely person, which is really what he was. Now, now this case, this this case seems to be very psychologically charged. And you know, you were helping the mother write this this book. You're basically co-authoring with her, right? And and it's my understanding that that she really kind of tries to minimize his crimes, not cover up, but kind of you know downplay yeah. everything. So that. Lends to the fact that when he was growing up, what was his relationship with her? Yeah, um, and, and that, that was part of the reason that they, meaning my publisher, wanted me to participate in the book um, because I think they felt that they would be kind of lambasted if they just put it out the way that Anna had written it. Um, and his relationship with her when he was younger, um, you know, he was homeschooled. He was basically, there's a lot of things in the press that said that Anna was maybe not the best mother um, when it all happened. Anna disavows most of those things. Um, so it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to know. They're very close now, and I think they were very close when he was young, um, but they became estranged at one point. Um, he moved out when he was 16 or so. But in her view, um, he was being abused by his father and his stepfather and she wasn't really strong enough to, to help him get through that. I think that would be the way that she would put it. No, I heard. So, oh, okay. No, go ahead. I, I heard stories that when he traveled in the States too, that they were worried about him perhaps doing some killing down there. Yeah. You know, it's like I was talking to somebody the other day that was even under the impression there was a, there was a crime in Hollywood that they, that they, and I'm not totally up on the details on it, but he was um, 
very much suspected of a crime in Hollywood at one point. But as far as I know, um, no one's actually um, said in any real way that he's ever been connected with any other murders. He did do the the, the cat killing stuff, which <laughs> it's funny. It's like somebody that does like true crime. It's like I, of course, have a lot of empathy for any any victim of crime in general. But when it comes to animals, then I'm just like, oh, you know, it's like I. I just can't even, I can't even go there. I just can't. So like, you know, he, he did do like those things. And, and, but as far as I know, this was his only violent crime on a human being. Well, now, now Brian, let, let me tie two things together. Cause now it's, I, I'm getting excited here because I'm mulling a lot of things <laughs> over that you said. So, <laughs> Good, you're excited. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Good thing we're on radio. Not <laughs> anyways. So, it, let, let, let's go back to the mother and the homeschooling, because you said something that to me is very crucial. She homeschooled yeah. him. Right. There, there, there's two reasons that you would homeschool a child. A, either you find you know, local services inadequate or you disagree with an agenda that they're pushing, or B, he's showing some type of behavior that's not safe to the public. Now, let's put that over here. Now let's go to the cat killing videos or the the, the, mm-hmm. the kitty the kitty crush stuff. Right. If you're posting that stuff, that certainly is not the first time you've ever done it. Do you think that maybe he had these indicators of sociopathy as a child? She right. knew it, pulled him out of school and insulated him as best as she could, and continued his education. And this later, like you said, you know, he was estranged. He, he broke all ties. And then, bam, now he's free to exhibit this terrible behavior. Yeah, and that's a valid, that's a very valid hypothesis. By the way, she presents the homeschooling is that um, Luca's father, they eventually got divorced, but Luca's father is one of the former people that you mentioned in that, where he, it wasn't just Luca, it was the whole family. The father was just, the father was actually um, diagnosed with schizophrenia. Luca has been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, the father um, didn't want the kids to go to school. He didn't trust anybody. So it was more like he insulated the family, the whole family, the mother as well, and refused to like let any of them really do anything. So they were just all like at home. He would go to work. He would come home, and it would like school. If there were three kids, including Luca, and it would school the three kids. And this went on until Luca, I think, it was in sixth grade. That's when he first started going to school. And then he was bullied um, really badly because he was very effeminate and wore his hair in a weird way and so on and so forth. So it, it is a good hypothesis, though. And like, um, But according to her, that was how it went down, how I just described it. So now, was he, was he um, the only child or did he have brothers and sisters? He, no, he had, two, he had two brothers and sisters. He was the oldest. And and were they? How were they with all of this? Well, I have to say, um, they're in the book, obviously, but kind of peripherally, they didn't have any sort of the same issues that Luca did. Um, and since he was older and he moved out when he was sixteen, um, he didn't really have much of a relationship with either one of them after he. Uh, after he moved out of the house. He went to live with his grandmother when he was 16, and then he dropped out of high school and just kind of, like, took off. But So um, as far as I know, the other kids, like, you know, obviously were traumatized by what Luca did, but but didn't have a huge role in, in anything to do with 
how Luca turned out the way he did. So far, everything that you've told us, though, kind of explains his, you know, grandiose behavior because he had grown up in a bubble most of his most of his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think again, I think you know, when he was ticked on so much, I think he just sort of decided at some point to just kind of create a new persona that that people you know wouldn't pick on that would be cool. And his his version of cool obviously is a little bit different a little bit different than most people's but um um i think that was kind of the vibe he was going for yeah it's he probably had nobody to protect him in school or different places you know um yeah i think that's probably fair to say so now um now the crime itself he actually um picked up um uh it was a chinese student Yes. His uh, name is Lin Yun. Yes. Yeah, Lin yes. Yun. And and um, <clears throat> what he actually did was he um, he um, killed him. He stabbed him with an ice pick, and then he dismembered the body, and he videotaped it, and then he had sex with the body. To <laughs> parts. <laughs> well, it makes it even weird. I'm not mean to laugh, but it's like what makes it even weirder is that it, it looks like he simulated having sex with the body. Like he, which, which makes it, I mean, he did do all sorts of weird things with the body that were sexual, but at one point when he actually was, was, you know, quote unquote, having sex with it, it looks like he was pretending to like, like he was moving in a sexual way, but it looked like his pants were like still on. And then he was, so that to me is almost weirder that he's pretend, you know, it's one, <laughs> it's one thing to like actually be drawn by something that's so dark and, and twisted and go through it. It's another thing to be pretending that you're drawn by something that way. So it's one of those things where, like, how much of it was, like, this was just, like, he was doing the whole thing just for show versus, like, because he was compelled to do it. It was very odd, any way you look at do you, it. Do you think he was trying to do it? Because he, he posted this and got a, a, a huge amount of plays and hits. I guess a lot of people yeah. didn't realize that it was real at first. Yeah, a lot of people didn't think it was real, and and kind of an interesting anecdote. I think it's interesting anyway. But I um, wrote a book reviews like maybe three or four years ago, and it was published by a a publishing house in England called Head Press. The book's called Subversive, um, and it's just a bunch of interviews with some very odd folks. And like, so I had interviewed Mark Merrick like two or three years ago. And Mark owns BestGore.com, which was the site that they put the video on. And the reason I interviewed Mark is because Mark went to jail for six months for putting the video up. You know, like that's, <laughs> like that's how bad the video is that the guy that put it up went to jail, you know, for corrupting morals was the actual charge that he was. Oh, uh, wow. I know, I know, you know, yeah. six months for corrupting morals. So yeah, but you're correct. Originally, um, a lot of people were just like, there's no way that that could be real. And, and I, you know, I, I always say when I do these things, like, I don't recommend that people watch it. I mean, it's pretty disturbing. Um, it's a very disturbing video, uh, you know, to, say, to say the least. You can understand that, though, because, okay, we, you know, we look at creepy pastas, you know, we look at these fake videos, and this one is just so doggone blatant that I yeah. don't... I don't. I understand people for not believing that it's real. Hey, I'm going to pass this along. I think it's a great fake video, or you know, right. it's a great little horror short film, or something. You know, right? Wow. Little do we know, you know, that this is a real 
person. And like and yeah. like Alice and, and like you said, it, it almost looks like he's simulating a sex act with the video or with in the video. Mm. Right. Right. I mean, he did. I mean, it's like some of the stuff that I don't even like want to say, even though this is a radio show that like we're talking about it. But I mean, you know, but well, you, at one point he like masturbated with the guy's hand that he had cut off, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, he was doing stuff sexually, but the actual it seemed like he was pretending to penetrate the body. Like it's pretty much established that he wasn't actually having sex, that he was pretending to. So it's like, you know, again, it's like, that's almost weirder that somebody would be like pretending to do something like that. Like, like they think it's so cool to do something like that. Um, as opposed to, you know, being drawn to do it physically. What, if you get what, what I'm trying what to does, say. What does he say about it it's, itself, or does he talk about the actual... The one thing he won't talk about, it's like when I when I first talked to his mother, she's like, she's like, Luke, he just doesn't like talking about it. He kind of flips out. Like, he's like, he just really doesn't even like going there. Um, and so when we talked on the phone and, and through letter, um, it's the one thing that he just would not, he would not go there. And I didn't completely push it either because it was one of those things. It was kind of tenuous, you know, like I was like, I can't, in my mind, I was like, wow, you know, I can't believe Luke actually wants to talk to me for this book. You know, um, I wasn't expecting it. And obviously it's like, it's a cool selling point for the book and it also makes the book so much more interesting. So I didn't want to blow it and like, have him just like, have him just like hang up the phone on me or be like, I'm not writing you anymore. So I didn't really push it, but at the same point, he would just say things like, well, the only thing I'll say about this, I'm paraphrasing here, but the only thing I'll say about that is, like, people don't really know what happened there, and there were other people involved in the situation. And I don't know if you guys know, but he has this sort of, what he claims is a person named Manny um, that that made him do all sorts of things, um, but which is, to me, this is one of the big differences between Anna and I. Anna actually believes Manny's real. Like, to me, it's incredibly obvious that Manny's just not real at all. You know, um, it's just, he's either, either just making it all up or more likely it's a, it's a delusion, an auditory hallucination that he has all the time. Right. I remember that now. So this, 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 this character apparently was telling him what he was supposed to do. Yeah. All the cat videos, like, you know, in particular, like, he would be very open about that. He's like, well, Manny made me do it. Manny was like, we're going to sell these videos and be rich on the Internet. And Manny, if I said I didn't want to do it, Manny would punch me or Manny would rape me or Manny would do all this stuff. And, I mean, it's, it's obviously ridiculous. I mean, like, nobody could, like, make me kill a cat yeah. <laughs> and, like, put it up on the Internet. You know, even if they punched me, I probably still wouldn't kill a cat and put it up on the Internet, you know. Um but yeah, you know, so it's the same thing with the, with the, uh, if you ever read, if anyone ever wants to read the watch report, it's like a psychiatric report that was done on Lucifer's trial. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there about Manny and there's a lot of stuff in there about Manny even being at the crime scene when he, when he killed, um, Lin Yun. Um, but he himself, to me, he would just say, oh, people don't really know what happened. And, not to ramble on about this point, but there's tons of video in the, in the, you know, when he went in with the victim in his lobby as a camera. Right. Um, and, and there's nobody else. You know, there's, there's just them. They went in together. And then after the crime, I mean, Luca just kept coming down with trash bags and he's wearing the victim's baseball hat and come down with trash bags and like throwing all this stuff away. And, you know, there is nobody else, you know, involved. Well, so, so, so who, what does he, 
what did he contribute then to you, or what did he want you to to say about the crime if he wasn't going to tell you about it? Well, it wasn't so much it wasn't so much the the crime itself. I mean, both basically, like um, he, for one thing, he was very interested in saying, which is kind of ironic after everything I just told you. But he's very interested in saying that he did not agree with it. They did a not criminally responsible defense because he's mentally ill. But he didn't agree with a not criminally responsible defense, and that like he never agreed to it, and he's not mentally ill, and um, and he it, what he really wanted to tell me for the most part was was how everyone had just made all this stuff up about him. That's oh, kind of oh. why, yeah, that was his main theme throughout, like. Like, when he was in Europe, he wasn't on the run. Um, he was just taking a vacation. He didn't even know that they were, he didn't even know that people were chasing after him, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And and he did not make up all these fake Internet accounts. That's like people are just obsessed with him and they make up lies about him. So, so it wasn't so much when you ask that question, which is a valid one, it wasn't so much like, you know, that he had all these, incredible amazing details that he wanted to tell me that make it so interesting it was more just getting inside the mind of somebody like this and he, he was he was just would tell me all sorts of things that that were just unbelievable so it was and, almost perspective and, and, on and so his mother so had, i'm just trying to think then so she believes in this 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 character was was you know orchestrating and and had control over her son. So, did she try to find this person, this this, and and try to uh, uh, prove that it, that this person made her son yeah. do all these things? I mean, that's what's so bizarre about it. Because I did talk to him about that, about Manny, and you know, he's like, he's basically like, um, well, people that know Manny and I know who he is, and like, that's all that matters, and kind of like, and and Anna, yeah, she. She does believe. No, she. As far as I know, she's never tried to find him. But I mean, that's what's so bizarre about it. I mean, if he really was involved in the situation, like someone at least would be. Oh, it's this guy's last name. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe one of the investigators would have at least been like, oh, maybe we should talk to Manny for a couple minutes about about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then you would see them together. And maybe we keep, should. Yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe we should give him a call or something. You know, and like, like the guy's last name's never even been been mentioned so well actually well i think maybe at one point it was like manny lopez but like they're not even sure about that he just always calls him manny maybe he just needs one name like share you know manny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i mean it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's like it just doesn't pass the straight the straight face test like at uh, all yeah, does, you know? and, but he really thinks it's going to work yeah uh uh manny made me do it yeah yeah that's the ticket <laughs> That's the ticket. Yeah, I, I know, I know, no, I know, I know, I know. When when yeah. did Manny first show up? Because it, it almost sounds like you know I, I work in in the industry. I work in law enforcement, and okay. I, I I deal with killers on a daily basis. Yep. And, and you know, it, it, does it sound like he's? Now, I understand what you said. You know, there's a history of mental illness, but does this sound like he's trying now for an insanity, you know, appeal? You know, since he's already sentenced, or is there evidence that, you know, Manny, you know, I'm air quoting, existed previous to any of these troubles? You know, did the mother say anything, you know, well, when he grew up, he had an imaginary friend named Manny? 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't that early with the mom, but it was like um, he at one point after the cat videos, like <laughs> like after he did the cat videos, like people were after him. You know, like people for the ethical treatment of animals were after him. Like people were trying to find him. Like his mother did actually contact the police about that because she saw the videos. And Luca was like, oh, that wasn't me in the video. And she's like, yeah, you know, that's like, that's you, you know. So she actually contacted the police at that point. And uh, so my point around this is to answer your question, sorry, was that, you know, at that point, he went and talked to a lawyer in uh, New York named Romeo Salta. And, like, he just gave the lawyer, like, this laundry list of all the stuff that Manny was making him do and, and Manny, um, you know, did this to him and did that to him. And at another point, he went to, um, he was hospitalized in Miami where he supposedly didn't remember how he got there um, to Miami itself. Yeah. And he was hospitalized for psychiatric reasons. And again, he said it was, oh, Manny had brought him down there and raped him and Manny had done this. So it was a thread for a long time um, that that he would do something or get in some situation whether it be like killing a cat or getting hospitalized in psychiatric distress. And it would be like, Oh man, he caused me to do this. So, but she never, obviously, you know, not obviously probably, but he was an adult at this point and he wasn't living around his mom. So she doesn't know this guy, but she would kind of be like, you know, and I get along with Anna very well. She's a very nice lady, but she would be like, Oh, well I can't, I hope we can find this Manny. I know he did this to my son and you know, like in the book, and I was like, "Gosh, yeah. wow!" So she's delusional <laughs> so yeah. as well. Well, in this particular situation, I'd say for the most part, if you read the book, I wouldn't say that she's delusional. Is this one situation with Manny? Um, I, I guess I would use that word. Well, she just doesn't want to believe it. You know, she, right. she yeah. doesn't want to believe that her her son did that. I mean, that's got to be a really hard thing. To, to, yeah. to cope with, right? Um, it's not like he just, you know, stole cable or something, you know. <laughs> this is, uh, no, you know. no, it's, it's got to be amazingly hard to deal with. Yeah, so, you know. I, and I, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Maybe delusional was a harsh word, but, you know, maybe I see it every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, we've got to come to grips with it. I mean, he, he you know, he did what he did, and and uh, so is he does he get treatment where he is or is he just in kind of a jail i don't believe he gets any sort of treatment he he presents his life in prison as being pretty chill like he he's like oh, i play playstation and i just hang out and I have a good time he's married to he married he married another guy another inmate who um was also a murderer um so he's married in prison and he says he take believe it or not, he says he takes care of animals. Um oh. yeah. Um things oh. of that nature. But he did not mention any treatment and that's largely because he doesn't think there's anything wrong with him. Believe it you know, which is amazing, but he doesn't. Well, you know, it just confuses me because they have video. Um, right. I, I can understand if if they had no video, no no right. evidence to say, well, you know, it wasn't me or I was there, but I didn't do it. Manny did it or something. But yeah. when when you have the video, I just that he know. made. <laughs> yeah, I, I you just, know, yeah, it's very weird. You know, and he what, makes a video and he puts it on the internet, and then he's like, oh well, you know, you don't know what really happened. Well, kind of, <laughs> you know, because you know, because I watched it. 
Well, you know, uh, you got to be careful. You know, when I, I was interviewing for that Russell Williams and I was, people were saying to me that, you know, he was set up, that they, that the police, you know, right. you know, cropped the video and made it look like he was doing these things he was filming. And it's like, well, come on. I mean, conspiracies can only go so far. People will. There are people. It's another thing that's kind of odd about Luke is he has like, he does have some fans, you know, they're, there are people, there's been a few articles in the, in Canada, this is like a really big deal. He was like named the newsmaker of the year in 2012 by the Canadian press, you know, like, which a lot of people weren't happy about, you know, but. Understood. So anyway, so. like, yeah, but there'll be an article occasionally, you know, about the book or whatever. And, and occasionally someone will get on there, like, and leave a comment and say something about how Luca was framed or this wasn't like really the situation or so on and so forth. But the other thing is about this crime. He was even saying things about it in social media before he did it. He was like, he was putting up posts like, has anyone seen the new video, like one lunatic, one ice pick? And he also, um, there was a journalist at one point that, that confronted him about the cat killing videos, which he denied that he did, but then he wrote the journalist a letter. He wrote it under a false name, but it's been established he, he was the one that did it. But he, he wrote the journalist a letter and was like, oh, like, well, I'm, I'm going to be moving on to humans soon. So on and so forth. So it wasn't just the video. I mean, also basically <clears throat> telegraphed the whole thing. He even said the name of the video that he was going to put up like a month before on social media. So wow. there's really not much wiggle room, you know. Yeah, far like, as, like a premiere video he was doing or something, right? Yeah, like yeah, like oh, building up a buzz, you know. Uh, well, so, so it's interesting. What what did he plan? So if he if he said that Manny made him do it and then he was in berlin where they caught him in in a cafe mm -hmm. before all of that when he was vacationing in germany so what was he planning on doing doing more videos like um why didn't he go to the police then if if manny made him do all this and if he could fly yeah it doesn't Europe. make sense yeah, yeah no and it doesn't make sense because right on the one hand you're correct on the one hand he's saying oh there's more to what happened there that people know and then on the other hand he's claiming he didn't even know anyone was looking for him and he was you know it's a big thing that they say that if you read anything about the arrest it's obvious like he was reading he was in an internet cafe and then he was reading um news stories about himself off you know which makes sense you know but yeah but he claims he claims that he was watching an ava gardner movie which is like somehow seems like a really important point to him he's like you know he's he's you know, he tells me that, oh, no, I, I didn't even know that they were looking for me, and I'd just flown off to Europe, and, and I wasn't reading stories about myself. I was watching an Ava Gardner movie, and, <laughs> and if you see, there's a video there's a video of him being arrested, and, and somehow, like, the, the owner of the shop recognized him, and there was, like, a there was like a truck with, like, 20 army guys or something outside. Like, like 20 people came in to arrest him, you know, if you watch the video, they, like, 20, like, military guys come into the internet cafe and like so in his mind he's just like oh he's so surprised like he has no idea like that anyone's even looking for him and then these 20 military guys come in and you know and handcuff him and you know he had no idea about the whole thing it just none of it just passes a straight face test obviously but he's still like like right now if he were to hear this or i haven't communicated with him since the book came out i, I know that he's like oh brian's like you know now i'll be one of the people he says is just a complete yeah. Yeah, I'm a complete idiot. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. 
What do you think his plans are now? Does he plan on, on trying to get out of his facility, or is he just going to live there happily ever after with his new hubby, or what's... what's? <laughs> well, Canada has, um, he got 25 years to life, like he didn't even get like an actual life, so so in theory he could be out and um, be out in 20 years or so, but I mean, I don't think his plan, I mean, I'd be really surprised if he, if he did, um, that would be like one of those very odd things, oh, Luke is fine, he's... Yeah, because they didn't find him not criminally responsible. They found him. They found him guilty of murder. So, so he's not going to be let out because he's nuts. You know, you know, he would. In their mind, he knew what he was doing, and he planned it, and he killed someone in the most horrific way, and he put it. Then he put it up on the internet for everyone to see. So I really doubt. It'd be very surprising if he didn't spend the rest of his life in prison. Well, Carla got out. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I think Carla definitely, like, um, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but there's definitely that whole Bernardo is the Swingali. And, like, he's, he was the real-life Manny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he was the Swingali that kind of got her to do all this stuff. She was just filming you know? it. Yeah. She was so right, yeah. right. I mean, I'm not saying I, I buy or I don't, but I don't think Bernardo is going to get out. Uh, no, no. I think it's. I think they get too, uh, too famous with this. Um, right. So how's his? How do you feel about him when you talk to him and when you read his letters and stuff? What was your impression of him? Did you did you think yeah. he was a nice guy and he was um, okay, or did you feel he was a little bit scary, or did you have any impressions? Well, I mean, the on the phone. I mean, as you guys can probably, you know, I have a I have a fairly dark sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the so on the phone, you know, is different because because we'd just be talking the way the three of us are talking right now, and and we would just sort of like because it's bizarre, you know, the whole thing's bizarre. Like I'm talking to Luca Magnata, and we're talking about really really bizarre stuff, you know. Yeah. So occasionally we would we would tell a dark joke and laugh or whatever not about the crimes itself of course but just about how weird the situation was but i mostly i did most of the interviewing through letter just because like when i'm working with somebody like that because he's very verbose i mean if you ask him a question he's going to write you like i mean the letters were all like 25 30 pages long Jeez, you know but, well that so, kind of goes along with the the self you know, right. look, how, look how big I am, self-image. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, most of it we did over mail. We talked on the phone a few times, as I said, but those were more like getting to know you okay, I'm going to send you some questions kind of things. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like I've already related. I mean, it was just, just odd. I mean, just very odd. I mean, it's just like you want to say to the guy, like, look, man, it's like this is not, this is just, crazy i mean you like did something like really really incredibly messed up you know like something really really bad <laughs> you know it's like and he's still kind of coming at me like oh well, the media is making stuff up about me and people are obsessed with me and you know it's like i'm my job at this point is not to like in my mind anyway other people might have handled it differently my job at this point is, is to get as much information as i can not to cross-examine him because he would have just shot right down if i did that completely um so I, I kept all that stuff kind of inside because I knew if I said anything, yeah, like yeah. that doesn't make sense. That like that would be it because in his mind he was like, oh, I'm finally getting to tell my side of the story is what he kept saying. 
um, which side of the story it was pretty. Yeah, the video says it all. Yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I I didn't I you know I don't really get much of the actual crime itself, as in you know because you know you see the video of of like you said him taking the bags out and and it's not like there was anybody with him so. I, I right, know, it's kind of crazy, but definitely um, crazy. And just that, in and of itself, what Al just said is a whole other point. If it was just the one video, you know, the the the, the killing video uh, in and of itself, that would be a whole other issue. He could even claim that that was faked or whatever. But this right. is completely independent video of where he had stored the body and him making several trips to right. retrieve body parts to mail. That's a whole other issue. He's got no explanation for that. Yeah, no, you're correct. The the video, in reality, the the hallway video. If that there was no video surveillance video down in his apartment lobby, it would. You're correct. It'd be an entirely different scenario. He could definitely have said, "Look, you can't. You don't even know if that's me necessarily." Because I mean, you could tell it was him, but but um, you know, you could say that. He could say the whole thing was made up. He could say it was doctored. But but the fact of the matter is, they came in together alone, and then. The victim didn't come out, and then there was numerous videos of him coming down and forth, back and forth, back and forth, carrying up body parts, like cleaning the apartment. You know, it's pretty much a no-brainer that. Yeah. Now, is it know. is my understanding correct though that when the police finally did search the apartment, they found the very same mattress that he had performed the killing on? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It, yeah. It was. It was. It was definitely him. <laughs> yeah, they they found that stuff, and they found like you know there was a variety of different things that they found that that made it very apparent that 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 was exactly where the murder happened, and and you know and and then they found all the stuff that, you know it was out it was placed outside, and a maintenance man found everything and found like the torso and so on and so forth. So you know the torso in the bag that you could see Luca carrying out, yeah. you know, um, yeah. it was very you know basically a so, so did he? Did he actually? He actually ate some of the body too, right? Yeah, um, he also used the dog. There's a dog in the video, and then he killed the dog. You know, like afterwards, just like really, just incredibly messed up stuff. Wow. And and so and 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 so, what was your impression of of Anna, of his mother? Okay, well, um, we got along very well. I mean, one of the things, one of the reasons I do this kind of stuff is, um, is you know, I'm a, I'm a decent writer, but it's also, uh, you know, you were saying that you were a police officer. I used to be a, I used to be a prisoner advocate for the American Civil Liberties Union, so I have a lot of experience. Like, I would go into prisons and I would meet with people like that you know, that were in there for a variety of different crimes and I wouldn't be trying to get them out. It was just all civil rights stuff. Like this is how I'm treated in prison and so on and so forth. So, so anyway, I've had a lot of experience like over my life, like, like working with and talking with people that are a little bit odd or outside of society's norms. And, um, so we got along very well. I mean, I'm not a judgmental person and we, we enjoyed each other. Um, feel bad for her, um, obviously. And, She's also had a little bit of a hard time since the book came out because, you know, she was, no one contacted her about writing the book. Um, she was the one that decided to write the book. Um, but then she's been a little 
nonplussed by some of the attention because again in Canada it's, it's huge it was all over the news in Canada um, not so much here since the books come out but in Canada it's big so she kind of went into hiding for a few weeks um, so you know I feel bad for her it's like not an easy not an easy road she's traveling that's for sure well, what did what did she think was going to happen? Yeah, no, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I cannot answer that question. That's kind of why I put it out that way because yeah, because like no one, it wasn't like I contacted. I've done that before. Like I wrote a book with the Cannibal Cop, and Gil was on your show, Alan, right? And like yeah. uh, yeah, and I contacted him. Like I was like, hey, Gil, you know, I found him through his lawyer. I was like, do you want to write a book? But I didn't do that with Anna. Like she she did it herself. So, um, see, I'm not sure what she thinks was going to happen. Yeah, who yeah. picked the name? I'm sorry, I'm all over you. No. Uh, who who picked the name, then? My son, the killer. <laughs> sorry, sorry to laugh. I was like, yeah, I was my publisher. I was like, we went back and forth on that one a few times. I was like, she's going to hate that, you know? And <laughs> she did. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so um, that was Steve Jackson who's, Steve Jackson, who's a really good true crime writer and also the publisher of Wild Blue, um, he picked the name. Yeah, I think we've heard of him. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, that, that's it, it, I just find the whole thing is is kind of crazy and um, nuts. I know. What, so we talked a little bit about that, but what kind of reaction are you getting on it? Are you are you getting a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, Luca was framed," or are you getting um, much feedback like that? I haven't gotten like there's like I said he's got some weird he's got some people that I've gotten some emails from people that that are like Luca you know one guy's like oh I know more about this case than Luca does kind of stuff you know like he's got some weird people that that have gotten in contact with me like a few times but as far as and some people get mad of course like you know um, they're like you know why is the mother like writing this book there's been a lot of that i mean i'm sort of insulated from that of course because this is what i do for work you know so it's not i don't really spend too much time like on that thought process um but there's been some negative blowback in that context but it's been doing as i mentioned to you before i believe it's been doing really well in canada and very decent in the united states as well so so yeah, far, it's been I mean, well-received, I'd say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see that, too. I mean, I get feedback on on books and some of them where you interviewed people and and um, they they tell you they know more and they, you know, right. you know it's kind of like, well, okay, then write a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also funny. It's also funny, I think, that sometimes I'm on, I did a bunch of stuff in Canada and, like, I would keep getting this question of like, oh, well, you know, the question of like why you would want to write a book like this. And I'd be kind of like, well, well, I'm on your show. <laughs> you know, why are you having me on your show if you think that this book is like, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's the market demands things like this. And I think I personally am very interested in, um, in criminology and the criminal mind. And like, I think that it doesn't do anybody any good to ignore things like this. It's like, oh, something really awful happens, and let's just pretend it doesn't. I don't think really is a very effective way of dealing with things. But yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, and we'll get um, 
some negative feedback even from this interview because we've been kind of dark and laughing and stuff, and I've I've had that before. Well, what else are you gonna do? I mean, it's like well, you that's know, sort of gonna, how it's I so look bizarre. at it. So bizarre. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we had um, uh, Catherine Ramsland on, and I probably have a hundred emails now about how chastising us because we were we were laughing because she did BT, BTK Killer. She interviewed okay, him, yeah. right? She right. interviewed him, and he said, and he told her that he saw himself as Britney Spears. Okay. And I thought that was hilarious. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? Like just. <laughs> And so we, you know, so that that kind of, you know, I expect that sort of, you know, some people get real serious about Well, it. I mean, I used to, when I said I did the prison stuff, I used to work in homeless shelters and, like, I did, like, you know, social work for a long time. And, I mean, you know, if you're in a room, like, if you're working at a homeless shelter and, and you and your, your other guys that you work with or women that you work with, I mean, you got you to, gotta like, crack jokes and you got to laugh about it. Otherwise, it just, like, eats you up. So, I mean, it, it's the same sort, it's the same sort of thing. I mean, it's so surreal. Like talking to Luca and writing a book on this case is surreal. So I mean, I'm, I'm personally, I choose to like kind of take that as like a complete like what the heck kind of thing, as opposed to like something that's going to make me depressed and sad. Because if I was going to be depressed and sad, I probably wouldn't be doing something like this to make money, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's letting steam off, you know? Right. Um, you know, and we're so we're so used to it with all the TV shows and stuff, um, right? That people should, you know. But so, what's next? Are you uh, planning on any other big features of books coming up? Or um, I wrote a book. Well, I wrote a proposal with a guy named um, Rob Dick, who uh, who was um, Casey Anthony's bail bonds guy, and we're shopping that. I have an agent for that, and we're shopping it right now. He's basically the guy that. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but when she first got arrested, these two bail bondsmen came, um, and the other one was like Leonard Padilla, and they um, they bailed her out of jail. Um, they bailed her and, uh, and ended up living with her for like nine days. So um, I'm working on a book with him, and I have kind of high hopes that that'll get picked up by somebody. Oh, oh boy. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that seems to be a hot case, you know. We've, you know, done a lot of work. Yeah, for sure. You know. Well, very interesting. So, of course, the book's out on Amazon, and I'm sure in uh, major bookstores. We're going to have it on our website as well. Uh, did you have um, uh, a website or anything that people uh, you'd want them to know about, so in case they want to send you an email? I do, I do have a website. It's brianwhitneyauthor.com. Perfect. Great. Uh, and, again, the book, My Son the Killer, The Untold Story of Luca Magnata. And Brian Whitney, thank you for being here. Thanks, you guys, very much. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.